0: You're listening to.
1: Whoa! Potluck. Potluck.
2: And what is poppin', everybody? You're listening to the Good Pop Culture Club, a podcast about all the good pop that gets us through our days. It is episode 145. My name is Marvin Yu, and joining me as always is the once and future professional Asian American, Just Juke Hey, What's Marvin.
0: Up, Jess? I am so tired. What? I had the most relaxing weekend. It was my bachelorette party. I, I went to go look at some fucking mountains. It was beautiful. And then I had to go back to real life, and it sucked. Where was it? I went to Santa Fe, which, uh-huh. for those not in the know, is like a crunchier version of L.A. Mm-hmm. in certain parts. Yes, yes. It's like where Gwyneth Paltrow goes to like rejuvenate but with crystals. It,
1: look, it looked like you were in a Japanese onsen Yes.
0: There's a Japanese style spa resort in Santa Fe. Wonderful. Um Mm -hmm. had a really good time there. Very again, very relaxing, very little Wi-Fi. So pretty unplugged. Uh got some treatments. It was snowing. I was living my best capybara-esque life, bathing (laughs) in a hot tub. I will say though, this is like, you know, it's Japanese style, but it's not run by Japanese people. So Mm. the water wasn't hot enough. What? I don't think the water was hot enough. Like, I want my, like, hot springs to be pretty hot. Yeah, your skin needs to be, like, ruddy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, they couldn't handle... You know, like, the Santa Fe people can't handle it? But I don't know.
2: I also wanted to ask, since you brought that up, because I suspected that it wasn't run by Japanese people, how oriental was the whole vibe there?
0: Some parts were very respectfully done, and, like... You know, like the, I think the landscaping was beautiful. I think overall the vibe that their Japanese restaurant on site actually pretty good. Um, but you know, they also put like chocolate Buddhas on your oh, oh no. <laughs> towel, and then like I, I brought my mom to my bachelor party. Oh, I don't know if that was a good idea or not. <laughs> still to this day, you know, after still don't know was a good idea. Um, but she was like, "That's weird." Like <laughs> you're not supposed to eat Buddha. Like that's not right. I was like, right. and my mom's not really religious. But I was like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's just odd. It's like yeah. if someone
2: placed like a chocolate Jesus in, yeah, a whole yeah. like
0: yeah. But but I will. S- and the chocolate wasn't even that good. Like oh my god, come uh. on! If you're gonna make Buddha out of chocolate, at least make him tasty. Yes. Um, but it was pretty. The one thing I will say is that it is very nice to have all the like spa people be, um. How should I say this? Not people of color? Because, you you, you know, sometimes when you're an American. Oh, I see. Yes. uh, Especially if you're going abroad to a country with, let's say, a lower GDP. You're just like, "Mm, like, I'm having a good time. But there's always like, I think if you're like a decent person, sometimes you're just like, oh, like
2: you can't help but notice.
0: uh, Sometimes you can't help but notice. You might feel a little bad, especially when it's like a country where like the folks look maybe more like us. Um, and so you're just kind of like, oh, I feel, feel kind of, mm. but like this time it's just like, yeah, Tyler, give me a row, please. <laughs> yes. Um, so that was, it was a very, um, my, my bachelor party was themed party, very loosely used, was used, uh, was revolving around Georgia O'Keeffe. So we saw a lot of her paintings, <laughs> a lot of the landscapes. It's great. And now I'm back to real life and it's less great. You know, we're hitting, getting hit with another monsoon. My roof keeps leaking.
1: Oh, no. My dad
0: can't try to come fix things. It left a layer of dust everywhere in my house. Uh, it's It's just a lot. But I'm happy to be here with y'all and chatting about yeah. other things.
2: <laughs> well, another storm coming next week, so...
0: It will yeah. never stop. We don't need it anymore, Marvin. We don't. We, are, we don't even know yeah, how to no, capture I was this rain.
2: through the reservoir at Pico Rivera, and man, there's some water in there. Yeah.
0: It's full, right? It's full. <laughs> Have you ever seen one of the um, waterfalls from the freeway bridges? You know, they cut like slats. I actually don't know if this uh... is supposed to be there, but there's like, you know, um, especially on the 110, there's like some overpasses. Near, near like the bank bank of california stadium it's not near bonk usc it's
2: bmo it's not
0: real stadium wow we don't even have our own banks anymore <laughs> we can talk about that later but um <laughs> yeah there's like a like, there, there was like water just like spewing out of like a slit and i'm like i th- think it's supposed to be there to drain the water but like also it's just dumping like a significant amount of water on like cars on the ground, like the lower form. Like, yeah, our infrastructure was not meant to handle this amount of water. So I would really like the rain to stop and for my roof to stop leaking. I'm going to manifest that. Mm -hmm. Well,
2: technically we're approaching spring. We've changed our time. Once again, I was hoping to catch some sunlight during our chat, but you know, We're recording a little late. So Han is once again in the dark, the most professional of culture editors. Han, when you just completed the Super Bowl of culture (sighs) editing. How do you feel?
1: Oh, my God. We will get into it in a little bit. But yes, I was on duty for the Oscars. And here's the thing. Even my duty is not as bad as other people's. Because in the past, I've had to do the thing where if you are pressed, A, I've never had to do the red carpet. Thank goodness. Because when you're doing red carpet for these big events, you need to dress red carpet. And I'm glad not to have to wear a skimpy little outfit um, on a red carpet and freeze my ass off. uh, Because, of course, now it has been cold. Um, So there's that. But I did used to be the person who would go into the press room and uh, you get a little, uh, like... Radio device and you put in the earpiece and so you watch it and you get that sort of feed while you're typing. Everyone's typing in the room. Um, and then once the uh, award winners, you know, get their statuettes, they come to the back and you ask them questions. There's always some asshole asking a stupid question. <laughs> um and, and it's just like frantic because then you're like not only, let's say, writing a winner story, but then you're like doing the breakout stories of like, oh, my God, someone said this in the back room. So there's that. And then there's the story of like, oh, my God, this spe- thank you speech was so great. And then if you by the end of the night after it's done after three hours, but then you are still writing. And then if you're lucky, you get invited to some after parties. But then you're like, do I want to like take? these like ride shares and go there and try to eat something but it's too crowded and I can't see the the stars I want to see it's just it's such a like production so at least I didn't do that (laughs) I was at home on my couch you know but I was still photo editing doing stuff so it started at what let's say 3 30 because I had to watch the red carpet I went to at least like 1 30 a.m. So that's a sort of conservative coverage I'm sure other people were up much later around the clock next day morning stuff like that so
2: i mean you know, people had to write their hot takes on you know
1: the hot take the lukewarm <laughs> take the, the third take whatever it is yes
2: oh i read some some hot hot takes um no, from, no. from our oh. newspaper by the way yes. <laughs> very interesting um but yeah i guess on we'll that, that note um Before we get to what's popping, this week we're talking about the Disney Plus film, Chang Can Dunk, a coming-of-age sports story featuring an Asian-American protagonist. But before we get to that, let's find out what pop culture is bringing us through this week. Um, Since we're on the topic of the Oscars, Jess, what's popping with you?
0: Again, I was in the fake Japan spa with bad Wi-Fi in the mountains of Santa Fe. So I didn't get to watch much this last week. But I did catch the Oscars on the free Southwest Wi-Fi. They actually had a live stream, um, which ironically was easier to watch the Oscars live <laughs> broadcast in the sky on the plane than at home. Because I honestly didn't know how I was going to watch it at home. I don't have TV or like, you know, live. cape live. Broadcast TV. I don't know how to access that, and uh, you know, it was it was an o- overall like an okay show, but the wins were were really great. Um, really happy. I'm not in the thick of it as I once was, but and I kind of knew with the stats that everything, everywhere, all at once was you know raking in the awards. So I wasn't necessarily surprised. But the Oscars in recent years have also done some crazy shit both in the awards and the presentation so there was always a chance they were gonna fuck it up right Mm -hmm. and i i don't really even care honestly um but it was really really great to and i do think they gave some of the best moments of the night um you know uh really thrilled when i mean i think he was kind of a given he basically won every single award um Michelle was just the stakes were so high, right? She would have been the first Asian woman, the only the second one of color to win for Best Actress. And then I just love watching the Daniels. I just think they're really fun. Yes, they um, are. I and love they're, them. They're you know they're and and just to you know in in the vein of empathy and things. Just imagine like being the Daniels and winning in a category against Steven Spielberg, <laughs> like Steven Spielberg. Um, and, you know, everyone else was nominated. And then, like, you know, there are really other fun moments. Like, their, their hot editor who's like, this is my second movie? What yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I was just like, who are you? How? What? It's like, uh-huh. you don't even have to be Asian. Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah, so, and of uh. course, they they swept it getting the final award. Um, and I just, I honestly, even though I knew that's kind of where it's headed, I never thought this would happen. It wasn't as exciting as Parasite because Parasite was not a given. Yes, But... It feels very even even as cynical and as I know how like you know the whole sausage get made part it just feels very nice to be kind of the cool kid for once. And again it's I I'm very interested to see what this will ripple out into in the industry and I hope that we get more really interesting stories. I mean, we were just talking before we started recording about how like, we don't need any more like, maybe everyone makes fun of my lunchbox stories, right? Like mm-hmm. we want new, interesting stuff. Like, I'm sorry, diaspora community. I'm sorry, like second gen immigrant community. <laughs> Those start like, you know, instead of writing, a, it was like, a, instead of writing a slam poem about how you can't talk to your mom, like, I don't know go go make a movie like go make a good movie
2: yeah I mean but that being said if you are gonna do a film about generational child of immigrant trauma you got to go all out like everything ever all at once or else Mm -hmm. like I'm not interested
0: I I would be interested to see all the bad versions of everything everywhere all at once that are gonna come out the next five years Mm, like um (laughs) what, what that's gonna like I think they will be insufferable Mm-hmm. But um, you know, they A24, man, props to you. Played the long game, did the thing. It was kind of a you know, Stephanie Sue got robbed, they'll say that on record. Angela Bassett got robbed. Yeah. I was like, Angela Bassett
1: has to do this because I was actually counting on them splitting the vote. But no, yeah I mean that was that, that category was,
2: was one of the more baffling ones because like you can say, okay. Traditionally, best actress always goes to the younger actress, right? Because that's just how the voters have skewed. But recently, they've been giving older actresses a chance. And
1: if you're going to give an older actress, a yeah,
2: chance.
0: So, Angela Bassett deserves it. Right. <laughs> right.
2: So, Jamie like, Lee people Curtis. are saying that, okay, on both fronts, right? If you're going to give best supporting actress in a film or if you're going to give the legacy award to like a veteran mm-hmm. actress, Jamie Lee Curtis is not the frontrunner in either of those categories, right?
1: <laughs> it, it was one of those things where here's the thing. Love Jamie Lee Curtis. She has done nothing but, like, promote this film to death. So it's nothing against her. But if you look at the category, she's probably, like, the fourth best, you Mm -hmm. know, performance out of all of those. Because, like, okay, Hong Chao had no chance. But she was amazing, from what I hear, because I'm not going to watch The Whale. But, like, but she's always good, let's just say. Um, But, yeah, I feel like Angela Bassett, Stephanie Hsu, Hong Chao, like, easily their roles were just better yeah. And, you know, I enjoyed Jamie Lee Curtis, but she was not the heart of the film, as which, you know, Marvin was telling me. I was like, yeah, of course. But, <laughs> yeah,
2: Jamie Lee Curtis's no. character is a fun gag. She did a bunch of funny scenes. But like, yeah, Sidney Su's character is like essentially the, the the second protagonist of that film. And at she the very the least, Angela Bassett the gave the most heartfelt performance in Wakanda yes. Forever.
0: <sighs> yeah. And, you know, I was it's you know, it happened. It wouldn't be the Oscars if there wasn't some kind of like what vote. So, you know, I I really do hope Angela Bassett gets another shot. It's you know how the Oscars are where
1: sometimes they do the makeup Oscar, like the next film she's in. She gets nominated, even though maybe that role wasn't as good. And yeah, it's but just, it's
0: like so hard for like a black woman to get it nominated is, in the first place
1: the, like look at how many roles she's been in i think the only other nomination she got was
0: what's love got to do with it like how is that possible yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so here's hoping miss bassett we lo- i mean like like wasn't michael b jordan she's and like hey auntie i um, love you yeah. um yeah, yeah i think i think the room felt it but you know in the words of Someone on Twitter was like, "You know, t- you know these these Academy voters went to like key parties with Tony Curtis and Janet Lee. That's a sex thing, Marvin. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, like, of course she was gonna win.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, she, the the thing is, you know, people also a lot of these Academy voters are also in the industry. Uh, not necessarily like some of them are were not in the key parties, but some of them might have been. But um. I, I, they also tend to like to vote for people who have been nice to them. Not to say yeah. that Angela Bassett has not been. But, but everyone likes Jamie Lee Curtis. Right. She, she's know, a likable She's been person.
0: around. She's, you know, worked a lot. She's, you know, yeah. a second generation person. So. She, she's been in a lot of fun genre
1: films. Like she gave a shout out to genre. And I was like, yes, that's true. You got us you know, like give back to the people who have supported you. But that was very
0: nice. And then she got very white lady and was like, Mm. we are all Jamie. I'm like, no, Jamie. No, ma'am, no. no. You got "Mm And then it went cringy. And like, oh, she's doing her (laughs) best. Started off sweet. And I was like, oh, no. But that's what they do. Right. It's like mom energy. Yeah. I mean,
1: she she's been out there talking about this film for so long. She always gives the credit like. I came on to this because of Michelle Yeoh, like all this stuff. So she's been part of the PR machine that got them to here, right? So I don't want to discount that either. Like she's a lovely person. We interviewed her. She's, I like her. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like if you're really going to award, definitely three other people were in line first. <laughs> um, and it just, it's disappointing.
2: Yeah. Um, and I mean, I have not seen The Whale. I'm sure Brendan Fraser. Did a good it, job. Um, but also I,
1: problematic. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I
2: did like the fact that because he and he won Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor, that we yes. get a lot of cool Encino Man memes.
1: Yes, Encino Man memes. And then since Harrison Ford was there, we got some uh, Temple of Dune memes. Just like, I love the... And then we, uh, the shout out with Goonies. It's like, this also kind of just shows you... Like, also the despite, mummy. Yeah, because, <laughs> well... Despite not having worked for, what, 30 years? Like, those roles are still so indelible that these reunions are just, like, so happy for people to, like, see. And also bittersweet. So...
2: And I mean, all four of the Best Actor winners... All cut their teeth and made their careers on genre films, right? Like mm-hmm. they, yeah. they, they've all been in some of our favorite genre films of all time.
0: I cannot yeah. believe yeah. now when I watch the Mummy Three, it stars Academy Award winner Michelle Yeoh and Academy Award winner <laughs> Brendan Fraser, and I think Maria <laughs> Bella was nominated sure. as well, right. um, and then A Yeti. <laughs> a Yeti.
2: But that was the one they switched up.
0: Yes, Rachel Vice, also Academy Award winner, did not come back for the third one. So they replaced her with Maria Bello. And then Maria Bello, who also is the reason why we have... what movie did she write that was like, or, she was a producer of, yeah, she was a story on something. She's like, it was like a very ethnic movie. I was like, why did Maria Bello, like, <laughs> I think she came up with the story. And then it was like, oh, I can, Woman King, Woman King. She's a producer on the Woman King. Yeah. and She has a story by credit. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, thank you, Maria
1: Bello. <laughs> hey, so whatever you want to do. But uh, she clearly knew who to approach for it, though. So.
2: <laughs> All right. Um, Han. Besides the Oscars, what's popping with you?
1: Uh, I've been on my reality show kick, uh, English reality show, because Mm -hmm. English speaking, uh, just because that way I can work while I watch it. Um, And the second season of Next in Fashion went on Netflix. Uh, I really, here's the thing. I don't remember liking the first season or at least being disappointed. I think maybe the, the contestants were maybe not the best mix or something or the challenges were odd whatever it is but i have to say this season i'm really into it because um it is again because of this netflix reality show it is full of all the marginalized people we want to see succeed <laughs> um so not only are there people of color but there're all sorts of queer rainbow um there is a trans person who you don't know is trans until later um there is someone with a disability so there's that but also the fashions, okay. I'm a longtime devotee of like Project Runway, but after a while, I kind of just stopped watching. Just it kind of was the same thing over and over. And when it left, whatever Bravo, I think it something happened. But anyway, um, it
0: was Weinstein, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And then yeah. when they
1: tried to do the thing on Amazon, it was still wasn't quite as good. Anyway, so what I love about this is um, the parts of Project Runway that always bothered me was the you know the very sort of narrow sort of size inclusion. Um, Also, a lot of it is kind of off the rack. And while I very much appreciate good work and creativity and stuff like that, it wasn't crazy enough for me. So this, you get people who are challenges that actually ask for certain avant-garde things. There is a Met Gala challenge. So there is some over-the-top shit. And, And I can definitely agree with the things that I found were crazy enough or things that were not crazy enough. Like there's one uh, designer, if you watch it, you're going to be like, why is this person like lasting this long? Cause they're not over the top enough. Um, I will say one, one of my favorite people happens to be Asian. She's also Vietnamese. Uh, her name is Bao. And what I really love about her is that she completely does not have my aesthetic. She is hyper feminine, loves uh, form fitting making form-fitting clothes with cutouts. Like, I don't wear that because I don't have the body for it. But I have to say, because she's so good at what she does, you kind of have to respect. And um, the more and more stuff and like she does and like stepping out of her comfort zone, the more I like her stuff. So I think there's been an interesting thing when you talk about the journey that they've been on and how they evolve as designers. You can definitely see that. And so you actually end up liking a lot of them. Um, I have not watched the finale, so I cannot tell you even who won. So I won't spoil it. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of been scratching that itch for me for a while. That I feel like I haven't had a really good artistic um, reality show that I can get behind because I I don't know what to think about glass blowing, you know. And <laughs> I watch fair. the I watch the pottery thing, but at the same time, I don't know if I have strong opinions about it but fashion i do and i know you know i wear shorts and t-shirts t- and like athleisure all the time but i actually do like fashion so uh when i get a chance i try to do something different and i think this show kind of does that for me yeah i don't fashion so i don't know if i can <laughs> maybe i'll I think, learn I, I think jess i think jess would could get down with it so
0: yeah i'll pick up i do also love english language things that i can just kind of put on <laughs> in the background it's yes. great yeah, yeah, so um, it,
1: that was highly enjoyable. Anyway, yeah. So, what about you, Marvin? Well, it's popping.
2: I don't fashion, but I do food. <laughs> um, and last week was the premiere of Top Chef season 20, which means it's also time to bring back our podcast within the podcast, our Top Chef recap.
0: <laughs> Go
2: Asian. And this year, we have three in our roster. Four or five, maybe five if we include West Asia as um, within the yes, umbrella. they
1: had some Mina. Yeah, yeah we'll take it.
0: <laughs> Come join the table.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so this year, the twist is it's an all-star season, but internationally all-stars, which it's kind of mm-hmm. wild that it took them this long to do something like this because some of these international top shows have been going on for years and years at this point. Yeah, um, and, of course, you can't have an international food show without having it at the center of colonial imperial power, yes. the UK.
1: Uh,
0: yes, known for its food.
2: I yeah. was dying when Padma had to say, the United Kingdom is known for its diverse uh, culinary landscape. And then my head's like, you know why that is. I know you know why
0: yeah. that is. Of co- she's Indian. <laughs> of course she
1: knows. Yes. She's like, I can attest to this personally. <laughs>
0: I feel like I do need her to do like a like an office like eye in the camera like, yes. look, <laughs> yes.
2: Um, but yeah, there's a ton of chefs right now. But you know the the few we care about is um, Buda Lowe, who is the winner of two seasons ago Top Chef. Right, was the last season?
1: It was the last season. Last season. Last season. Last season? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Houston. Houston. Wow. Seems
2: long.
0: Yeah. It was the longer. season the with the most weird, right?
1: <laughs> That was the season of like, what five or six Asians. I mean, right? okay, we gotta
2: talk about this because last I, I remember last season we were all so like impressed with all like the melanin and all the septestins.
1: Yeah, there were like um, two white people or something. Yeah,
2: and which is why I feel like this season got super white, right? Like there's so much more white people.
1: Yeah, I feel. I wonder part of it is was it because they had to pick
0: from different countries? Um, yeah, I think you had to pick from an existing roster. Yeah, right. Of of Top Chef franchises. I don't know how, you know, let's be real. like, I don't know how, like, diverse, like, I don't know where they, like, where the France one is. Like, I mean, they have diverse populations, but I do think for all the shit America does, we are actually a little more advanced in our DEI conversation. (laughs) Doesn't mean we'll do shit about it, but at least we acknowledge that it's a thing. Mm-hmm. And some countries don't, aren't even there yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely.
2: I mean, we'll allow a Australian-born Chinese man to represent American Top Chef. That is Go <laughs> yes, <is> yes. America.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's very American. That's as American <laughs> as you can yes. get. Yes.
0: That's actually very true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, also on our Go Asian roster is Nicole Gomez, who is re- representing canada my home country um and she's taken the early
0: i always forget you're fucking canadian <laughs> yes. and that you've never voted in an american election
2: i've also never yeah. served jury duty
0: <gasps> i mean i've uh. been called i've never served oh um, don't
1: ever it will i mean you already don't have faith in the justice system this will erode it completely
0: i i feel like i feel like someone would take one look at me he's like nah this 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 girl's like like borderline a commie, like let her go. I,
1: I had to <laughs> like 12 angry men the thing. Like, oh my God. I had
0: one helper. So maybe 11 angry men the thing. Yeah, but, I just um, need to yeah.
2: check a box saying not a citizen and I'm off.
0: Wow. Yeah. Are you going to apply now that you're married to a citizen? Ooh. Wait, um, that's right.
2: No, I just actually, (laughs) this week, applied to renew my green card for 10 years.
0: (laughs) Wow. You're like, no, never. I will never. (laughs) No, thanks. No jury duty. I can respect that.
2: Our third agent is um, May, I'm not good with Thai names, Fantinant Thong Thong. She is the runner. So Nicole Gomez from Canada was a two-time Top Chef Chef Test, and she won their all-star season. And then Chef May is the runner-up. Um, in Top Chef Thailand, season one. So mm. those are our, I guess, East and Southeast Asians. And then from Top Chef, um, Middle East, we have Charbel Hayek, who won mm-hmm. season five, and also um, Ali Zawi, who was the winner of season three. Um, he's really and-
1: hot. <laughs> <laughs> he's the young say, he's one, really right? Hot. He's like the he's 25-year-old. super young though. Yeah. Yeah, he's they they mention his age a lot because he is young.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, so the first challenge um, for the quick fire, they did a um, it was a team challenge, right?
1: Yeah, they they had to they picked ingredients, five ingredients with a wire baskets, and then they had they were forced to pick one other person. Um, And just deal with all the 10 ingredients together.
2: Yeah, you had to make a dish with all of those ingredients. And I thought that both the quick fire and the elimination challenge, which was um, a veggie Ford um, entree um, challenge, did a pretty good job showcasing um, our chef test basic skills. Um, and we, you know, got to see some of their quirks, right? Um, Dawn uh, from Top Chef America still has her time management issues. And we also learned that the Top Chef Mexico chef um, Capri. is kind of a hot mess in the kitchen. Yeah,
1: he, has, he, he reminds me of my friend who is like very high energy, but also kind of just like flapping his hands everywhere. Um, and I was just like, I think I would like what you cook, but I think the process of watching you is giving me stress. Mm-hmm.
2: You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, So like I mentioned, there's still a lot of chef on the table right now. But um, out of the Asians, I think they've all been doing pretty decent. I think Buddha is still consistent at making pretty solid dishes. Um, He wasn't on the top, but um, he's doing pretty well so far. And yeah, I hope that um, this season Go-Asian also goes far.
1: I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) So by next episode, when you watch it, I'm just going to ask who your top three are. By the end of that episode, because it's like I have some, I have some feelings. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's it's exciting because I think the international thing makes it adds that extra element of like, oh my god, so and so has never worked with this ingredient because that country doesn't <laughs> do it, um, or or why is this guy trying this cuisine? Um, also different ingredients, uh, that are not no- usually in like let's say when we do our challenges in America like local to Kentucky or whatever so they actually try to get extra you know international ingredients that yeah I think it adds something
2: yeah um, the chef sent home this first week is Samuel Albert who was the uh, winner right. of Top Chef France season 10 um, who got sent home for poopy shrimp so you know <laughs>
0: you make poopy shrimp
1: you get the apps yeah that was kind of obvious
0: don't serve poopy shrimp and don't make risotto (laughs) yeah Uh, so
2: yeah uh, top chef is back we're excited to cover it once again on good pop for our go asian segment Um, so tune in next week when we talk about episode two Uh, but with that that'll do it for what's popping for this week when we come back we're going to discuss the new disney plus um, coming of age sports film chain can dunk Uh, stick around
0: gets a little crazy sometimes. Sometimes it's confusing. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's beautiful. And sometimes it can just piss us off. Enter First of All Podcast. It's a safe space for real conversations about the things that we all struggle with, celebrate, contemplate, and work through in our daily lives. I'm your host, Mindy Chang. I'm an actor, filmmaker, and entrepreneur with a colorful
2: background, full life, and brilliant friends who I love to unpack life with to share with all of you.
0: They are everyday people like you and me, ranging from award-winning artists, cultural icons, powerful CEOs, my hilarious childhood friends, and even my mom. Tune in for honest conversations on mental health, dating, sex, family, career, culture, and everything in between. Listen to, first of all, wherever you find podcasts, part of the Potluck Podcast Collective
2: and welcome back to the good pop culture club uh this week we're discussing the new disney plus coming of age sports drama film Chang Can Dunk, written and directed by Jingyi Xiao and starring a cast of mostly newcomers, um, including Bloom Lee, Dexter Darden, Ben Wang, Zoe Renee, Chase Liefeld, and Marty Ma. The film is about um, Xiaoming Bernard Chang, um, played by Bloom Lee, who is an um, unpopular sophomore in high school who's in the marching band and also loves basketball. Um While confronting one of his bully slash former friends, he makes a bet that he can land a dunk um, by homecoming um, and thus sets out on his journey to become a Chang who can dunk. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) I guess to start out, what do we all think of Chang can dunk?
0: It did bring me back to kind of those like Disney movie eras. And I don't mean that in a like a derogatory way, like those Disney Channel original movies were a real big deal. Mm -hmm. They were like a very big deal. They were events. Um, And this seems like a hybrid of that and, you know, like a more traditional feature length movie. Um, I was really impressed by the cast. Mm -hmm. I've never seen Bloom Lee before. And I'm pretty, you know, I've kept my pulse on things for the last few years. And I thought he was really fantastic to carry a film um like a, like really carried the emotional film be almost in every single shot every single screen the physicality i thought he did a fantastic job and then the friends cast um really liked ben Wang as bo and i think dexter Darden plays um the coach uh, was it mm-hmm. De- deandre yeah, uh, yeah 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 i i think in like lesser hands that would have been really it could have been really cheesy. It could have been very tropey, Um, And I, I still do wonder if some of the story goes into, it relies on those a little bit more. And I mean, granted, it's a Disney Channel movie uh, about a very specific thing. So I don't know if we necessarily, this was the time or place to kind of deep delve into, you know, the relationship between like, black and black American and Asian American culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was a really, really solid movie. Really great first. I mean, this is, I think Jing's biggest project to date. Um, And, and I would not have known. You wouldn't have known. And I think these are a lot of, of the actors either, if not first, like early projects. And I think it's all so polished that you wouldn't know.
2: Yeah. I think the person with like the most credits here is Dexter Darden, who was, I guess, one of the kids from the Maze Runner,
0: I'm learning now. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He Has was... it been that long since Maze Runner? I I guess Dylan O'Brien's like, what, like an adult now? Yeah,
2: he was, you know, the black one from, <laughs> from Maze Runner. The black Runner. one,
1: yes. Oh, that God. Uh Yeah, I have to agree w- with a lot of what you said, Jess. I actually went into this thinking it was going to be almost traditional decom. Like, kind of goofy, kind of cheesy, a little bit heartfelt, but overall kind of like um, very colorful. And I think it definitely starts that way, but it definitely moved into a realm that I was very impressed with the emotionality uh, that came out from the actors. Like you said, I did not have any clue who Bloom Lee was. I was thinking I was missing something. So the fact that you didn't know either. And so, but I... I was so impressed that I actually had to look him up because I was just like, wait, who is this? And can I see him in anything else? Um, ben Wong, he's going to be the star of American Born Chinese, yes. um, which is coming in May during our month. Um, <laughs> the so month- only month we
0: exist. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I was just like, OK, this is actually giving me a lot of good stuff because I don't usually care about basketball, but of course doesn't mean I don't love a good sports movie, right? And so I was like, but, you know, it's all about the story. It's about liking the characters. And I really did like him a lot. And um, there are, there was an arc there I did not necessarily expect. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I kind of want to just tell, you know, like my mom to watch this and not tell her what it's about <laughs> and see what she says. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you have a film about an Asian kid who – Loves the NBA. Like, just mentioned, you start getting that territory of like Asian people co opting Black culture for like cultural cachet, right? And I think Genie's script definitely avoids all of that by making this not about him idolizing Black culture, but more about like, again, like your, I don't, I don't want to say boilerplate because I think they did it really well here, but like your standard story of like the child of an immigrant who like can't communicate with each other and so can't like be on the same page in terms of, like, what each other wants. I did enjoy, like, it's always tough watching these, like, teen coming of age dramas. <laughs> because I feel like at this age, I'm on the parent's side more often than not. Like, this guy was uh, a total dick to his mom <laughs> for, like, yeah. a lot of the film. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. They did a
1: really uh, good job, I think, with the mom. Because, yes, there is obviously the trope of, you know, the, the parents being... Um, tougher or whatever, not understanding the kids and the kids are just Americanized and, you know, you don't understand each other. But I think bec- they, this was one of the better ways that they've depicted an Asian parent that felt like they were not some caricature. um, And like, I could tell where she was coming from and, but I could also tell where the disconnect was coming from too. Like I felt it on both sides in some ways. And I think, felt like even when they're sitting next to each other just eating silently I was like oh I know this tension like <laughs> you can you know that they love each other but they're not going to be all effusive and yeah. it's, it's going to be like you know I'm grousing at you but I'm going to just eat this anyway you know? yeah
0: they're very there are some very true moments that I like remember doing as a kid Um, mm-hmm. the falling asleep pretending to be asleep when your mom gets home
1: yeah
0: uh, and then just going on your phone or like reading afterwards to just avoid like awkward conversation or like the, the grilling, right? Yeah. And you know the grilling comes from, you know, and, and she's, she like concedes in many ways, right? she She's mm-hmm. like, oh, like, that's okay. And she, you can tell she's concerned, but it's it's just, there's a, it's, it's not really a language barrier. He does speak Chinese. I really love the back and forth, too. Like, they would just switch in between. You know, she would talk to him in Mandarin he responds back in English. Mm-hmm. It just all very tr- seems very true to life. And it's not surprising considering Jing is also, like, you know, second gen with immigrant parents. Um, but at the same time, um the I, I still do think some of the um words, some of those conversations, it's a movie, I was like, Oh, that's that would never happen in real life. Oh, are we well, talking about it's the nice. Asian it's mom nice. letting
2: her child go to New York unsupervised for a weekend? <laughs>
0: There
1: were there were some things where I was like, well, you can tell this is just a Disney movie. <laughs>
2: where oh, so much synergy, so yeah. much synergy. <laughs> so. I
1: I will point I will point out that this is um, this is Jingyi's uh, blacklist, um, second yes. place winning script that was mm-hmm. from twenty twenty, and so it took a little while to get made, and I'm kind of glad that you can see that sort of pipeline. Um, that and it, I think it worked out really well yeah. too. The the end product is something I think uh, I would like any of young kids to watch, but also I would recommend to like my family members. Yeah, uh,
2: Gene also was one of the finalists for the very first APA Visionaries contest, mm-hmm. which I thought he actually had the best film of that cohort. Personally, like he has a gift for doing these non-conventional but also kind of conventional. Parent child stories, right? His his film Toenail, was what's my personal favorite from from was it 2016, 2015? When was the first year? Like 2017, 2017 or something like yeah. that. I wonder if it's still
0: on HBO. It's really great. You should check it out. I'll look it up. Hmm. Um yeah, he does, yes, he does have this kind of different angle on themes we've been seeing a lot from our community or that, you know, are really pertinent to our communities. Um and I, I think he I mean, credit to Jing for, like, also just getting really good performances, I think, out of the folks. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I love that, like,
2: um, Bloom Lee, I don't know about you guys, but he gave me, like, DJ Quals vibe.
0: Well, I just think the character itself is just so interestingly written, because he's, like, not, he's, like, bullied and a nerd, but he has friends, and he has, you know, some skill and some confidence. Like, he, he's so tenacious, right? Like, he's not, you know, he's crawling out of <laughs> windows and, like, not letting, like, 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 honestly, if it was me and someone locked me in a basement in a party, I would just cry. Like, I would just Mm -hmm. cry. Like, I give up. Like, you're so mean to me. Um, But he is so tenacious. And there are, I think that makes for an interesting character. Because then you have something, then you have a character that does something and affects the world instead of, like, having just stupid shit or bad shit happen to him, right? Like, he he is going out there and, like, trying to make things happen, which is more interesting to watch. Yeah. Yeah, there is this sort of uh, trope that
1: they there's this sort of like device that they use where basically he's trying to find himself coming of age, um, but it's reflected in his haircut. Um, and how he styles his hair, so you see him with various hair styles throughout the movie. And the dorkiest one is the, the one we see him with the most, you know, <laughs> because that's where he's he's still struggling. And I was just like, "Gosh, I can't, I can't wait until he finds the good haircut for himself." <laughs> um, but I
2: those days, I,
1: yeah, and, and it's very true. You like know, it's very true. And the I, sophomore
2: haircut is a ritual that I myself went through when I went from the almost bowl cut. To just like what my aunt affectionately called pineapple hair. Um, because it's back <laughs> Were Asian you in the yes.
0: era of the spiky tips, Marvin? I was. For the Asian boys? Yes. Did you have bleached
2: tips? I did not go that far. I did not bleach my hair until college. But I did have the oh. um, shave the sides and leave the...
0: Did you have the little bangs in front? Like the Pokemon, like the Dragon Ball Z they bangs? Weren't very, I didn't
2: have the long ones. But I had friends okay. who did.
0: And you, you spiked it up, right? I did spike it up. Yes, yes, you did. Yes, you did, <laughs> Marvin. I will it's say it's always really funny because um, I've noticed this. I mean, obviously, we all follow trends, but like it's so prevalent in like your guy yeah. friends. Like you can tell exactly like they all get the same haircut at <laughs> the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Um, just really of an era, you can like clock it right away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will
1: say I appreciated that Bloomley. Uh, is a wavy-haired Asian. <laughs> yeah. Cause that is something I've had to deal with and my brothers had to deal with too. Or, <laughs> or at least one brother. Um and so that I don't know. I, I don't know why, but it's kind of like with Sandra O oh being the curly haired Asian. So like <laughs> I like to see that out there.
2: Yeah. I also really enjoyed the um the marching band representation in this film. I yes. always love a good marching band representation. And in, they're in, good. <laughs>
1: And they're good. They're like award-winning, right? Like, so I, I honestly wished I saw more marching band yeah, stuff. Like, <laughs> which
2: another another thing that I saw that was like, hey, that's not how it works. Moment, marching band season, field show season is not basketball season.
0: No, oh, yeah, no. There's <laughs> no room for anything happens else. after because marching band season is football, and so okay. So here's where I have. Can we go into the segment of I need things explained to me? <laughs> I have questions. Okay. Number, like, just just logistical questions. Like, how high is a, maybe I missed it, how high is a high school basketball hoop?
2: I mean, I think according to the film, it's 10 feet.
0: Okay. And then, do we really think this little white boy named Matt can dunk? He's not that much taller than Bloom. Like, we have a side-by-side and... He Ice. doesn't seem that much taller. I don't
2: know. Maybe he has monster. We never really see his calves. He might just have monster
0: calves. <laughs> Marvin, I don't know a lot of things, but I do know they do not have calves naturally. <laughs> you you can't skip leg day. I would believe if Bloom Lee, you know, if 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 Chang had some natural calves. Yeah, I I have. Or even calves. if Bo had some natural calves. We got natural calves. Yeah. I got great calves, actually from marching band. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is from soccer and gymnastics. Okay. Other 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 questions I have. Yes. L- like, how do you how do you have time to be in Marching Band, do two a days, um, volunteer and do school? Your sophomore course load is very a lot. I would assume he's like on the college track. Because his mom, you know, is making him do that. He should be taking Algebra 2, which is a doozy. Um, how does he have time and not be just be exhausted? I remember having like five to six hours of homework a day in high school. He seems like he goes to a good school. The kids seem wealthy. I
2: mean, as we've seen from documentaries like Try Harder, some kids are just built different.
0: But like they all have time he has time to like hang out with like Bo and I like think, make videos. I think, and... I think Bo helps. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm just like, I remember sophomore year. It was very time I was very busy. Again, I also did band. You you practice a lot. In, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like a lot. Especially if you're in an award winning marching band. That yeah, is your, that life. is like your full time sport. You do not have time to be doing basketball training. I mean, yeah, I did. I would wake up five
2: a.m. for cross country practice. Zero period for marching band, and then after school we would do club activities. So
0: yeah, and then <laughs> after that, you have to go do training. So you can dunk They did say He woke up at like
1: 5am To like do training Which is unheard of For a high school student Who isn't forced to do that For school Because so, That just shows you
0: How much he wants yeah. to dunk And yeah. Is an he, important he, I, I just don't think He has thing. time to do everything And like his homework But okay Okay Fine Yeah, um, He's better than us That's all you need to know <laughs> Marvin how tall were you As a sophomore in high school I was already 6 feet that's a good. So you could have just dunked pretty easily. Mm, just over, no, I probably. mean you still need to
2: jump four feet, which is pretty hard too.
0: I think you could have done it. He was a long distance runner, wasn't? Wasn't that you?
2: Yeah, I don't do burst. I do sustain.
0: You also know you're like too Asian when in the when I first read the synopsis to this film, it's like he's five Oh, what a challenge! I'm like 5'8's really tall. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like 5'8 is a very respectable height, sir. Yes. Most muffins my friends are 5'5, you know, in that range. Except Marvin, Marvin's a tall yes. one. He's <laughs> Canadian, that's why. It's Canadian, <laughs> it's the milk and the it's the milk in the bags. The bag milk gives you extra growth hormones. Uh that's how I, it works. I yeah. I also
1: have a question about um the Pokémon. I mean, I guess they explained that the Shadowless Charizard <laughs> was like worth 3,000. Does anyone is anyone here? Like what a collector or is that a thing now still?
2: I think that's a genie thing that um he added in for his own benefit.
0: I'm Googling it right now. A graded would be like a thousand, a grade nine can be like up to forty seven hundred. But so, you know, all these things like it's all theoretical value, right? Until yeah. you sell it. Yeah.
1: But I but it's okay. The- He's like
0: sixteen, he doesn't know.
1: But I like the Pokemon in in, in inclusion.
2: I just, yeah. Yeah, okay. this mm-hmm. can. I would like to know what time period do you think this film takes <laughs> place in? Because yeah, I don't know of kids, especially teens these days, present day, who know the original theme song of like the 1998 Pokemon cartoon.
0: Yeah. He is also an only child, right? We assume he's an only child. So he doesn't have like elder millennial like siblings to impart that information that is very true i think that just i think it's supposed to be contemporary yes and i think it also just it's
1: alternative universe contemporary where pokemon is very very popular with it's it's also just like
0: though yeah i i think now that i think just the way that like our generational knowledge is shared or not shared um it's not as like one way anymore and you can also like very much choose to just not participate or not understand like other generations i do always find it weird when older generations and and jing you know is like not that old he's like our age but we are now you know we're not the teens anymore when they make content about younger folks there is always some element of hey there fellow kids (laughs) um which yeah like i think the question about like how how much does pokemon mean to like a 16 year old right now like would they be i love the music but i'm gonna be real like some of those music choices i was like this is a millennial choice i don't know if a 16 year old listened to jimmy world (laughs) <laughs> like uh, I think Rich Brian was great but uh, yeah I'm just like I yeah. love the montages but I'm like some of these music choices I love it but yeah it was it was
1: some of them I was like is this more affordable to them because I was trying to figure out the and I was like I you know I, I have to say if Jingyi this is what does it for Jingyi I was like that's fine he can impart this information to the kids um, through this movie so, but yeah it was definitely <laughs> like this was like oh I feel this 90s vibe
2: yeah, I mean we're poking holes at it, but overall it was a pretty yes. like it's a pretty solid film. Um how did it work for you guys as a sports film?
1: Uh th- there's a part of it that I might have to say for the spoiler thing um to talk about as a sports film. Um I do it, it's a different type of sports film because it is mainly about a skill he's learning not a going head-to-head with someone necessarily. Uh, So that's kind of different. There's not, even though he has people backing him to help him train, it's not like a teamwork film. He is an underdog in a way, but still kind of not because so many people are supporting him. So it felt like a a different type of sports film, like more of an individual coming of age, like, you know,
0: we've been talking about. So um, Agreed. I think part of a sports film, is requires like a team dynamic and he's not really on the team yet yeah,
2: so <clears throat> solid montage scenes though i did like I love the, the montages scenes. i think yeah i think personally this film the sports parts were fun and as a bonus we also get a pretty solid asian-american film like we mentioned Um and asian-american especially family dramas i feel like they live or die on the the confrontation scene, right? The, the, where everything comes out, the mask comes off and, you know, the parent and child actually talk to each other. Um, I mean, how did, how did all that work for you? Like the, the mother son story here.
0: Again, I think, I, I actually think this is one of the more successful portrayals because it, she's so, she's loving, but she's so acidic Mm -hmm. and like, that's kind of how my parents are like they're very supportive but still will like criticize everything you do and that's like a weird mix right and i think she remains like acidic through that confrontation like she does not have a you know it takes her a little bit of time to get to understand him a little more i still think she like 100 percent gets it but she she's starting and like there's never a like neat wrap up about like, you understand me now? Like, it just seems very true to life. Um, And I wonder how like people who aren't raised with these parents are like, would t- will take it. Like, do they just like, oh, my gosh, she's so mean. I was like, n- I mean, she's just a normal. She's like mm-hmm. a normal, a normal critical. Like, she wasn't even that bad. But, you know, I also watched Encanto and was like, they're not that bad. grandma's yeah. not that bad. <laughs> so maybe the problem was me. Uh yeah, I, I feel like this was probably
1: one of the more nuanced portrayals. Um I've talked about the silences, the fraught silences that feel real. Um I think there's a lot that still feels very unsaid, which is very much. Like, yeah. Like oh, I don't I don't say a lot of shit to my parents and vice versa. You know, it's just like it's fine. But um I like even going out of the film yeah, not everything is tied super neatly with a bow. They're still going to have problems, you know, communicating, but they're definitely on a better footing. And I I just really enjoyed that she was not a screaming mom, Asian either. Um, and they had plenty of, of kind of, it made sense when she showed affection in certain ways that weren't yes. cliched, but weren't over the top. Um, she didn't somehow like, all of a sudden, like, wear a jersey with his name on it. That would just been too much. <laughs> but it would have been Disney, and I wouldn't have been mad at them for that. But, um, yeah, I felt felt like in what what I like about Jingyi in the writing and what he decided to show was there was a little bit of restraint, I mm-hmm. think, with yeah. the portrayals. And so, yeah, I really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, it could have been so easy just to make the mom a caricature character, like a tiger mom or someone who, like... Yeah, like you said, he is one of those screaming Asian parents. Um, but what the film does really well is give us what I always like to see, which is parents are people too with their own problems. And I mean, the film goes out of its way to show that his mom is having issues. Right, they're going; she's going through a separation with his dad. Uh, Who never appears in the film, which I think was pretty, pretty good choice. That's cool. And it's affecting her work too. And like, that's also creating frustration. And like, I I like that the film, I mean, I don't know if there's like, it's kind of like this film does not pass the Bechdel test at all. um, But I wonder if there is a Bechdel test equivalent for like portrayal of Asian parents, right? Like, is this Asian (laughs) parent like a real person or not, right?
0: Yeah. I will say, I wish, uh, you know, it's a teen coming of age movie, it centers on. Chang, who is a 16 year old boy. So, of course, there's going to be some kind of love interest. And I think, you know, the actress uh, did what she could, but it was a little underwritten for me. Yeah. She wasn't given uh, much. No, she wasn't given much to work at. She's, she is kind of used as this like expositional MacGuffin tool to set off this, um, set off this. You know initial bet between Matt and Chang and you know I like on one hand I get it but on the other hand I'm just like uh, like I'm kind of tired of seeing this and
1: yeah in ways I wish she was just like his friend who helped along with everything instead of
0: this instigating like sort of love interest like competition thing like the trophy right? Yeah, 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 but she's a band geek. So, you know, represented representation for the lady band geeks <laughs> yeah, out there. And, and drummer. no one was fighting for me.
1: <laughs> what was your
0: uniforms? Those uniforms? Okay, band uniforms are, um, you know, modified military uniforms, and they do not look good on the female form. <laughs> They make all the dudes like very like cut and tall and statuesque, and they make you—they squish your boobs—and they make you look like a straight ruler. And I like always hated those band uniforms, which were never washed, by the way. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Like maybe washed once a year, dry cleaned once a year.
2: One thing that I did so. notice as a former band geek was. Um, mar- when you march with a snare, you don't hold your drumsticks like the way she held her drumsticks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it was it was just a cool idea to make her a drummer, but I don't think she was a natural drummer.
0: <laughs> I like how we like know the technical technicalities of of the marching band side and like none on the basketball side. <laughs> I cool. cannot even I I couldn't even tell you if he like the actor like Bloomley is a passable basketball person. Player, Seriously. but I could tell you've like, oh, like not holding the drumsticks. Yeah, right. she's she's holding them
2: like she's playing concert snare when she should be playing marching snare.
0: <laughs> How dare
1: they! I, I, I will say I am not a band geek. I was friends with the band geeks, and that's the only reason why I went to football games because you know in Texas I should be going for the football. But who cares? <laughs> um, but so I was a soccer player. Still can't help with the basketball knowledge. Um, but yeah, I I I I think there's. Especially when it comes to band, I would never be able to wear those uniforms you know, without
0: passing out.
2: Um, oh, they get so sweaty.
0: Oh it's god, so disgusting! A hundred percent wool, yo. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. So sweaty t- to be able it. to do that, play your instrument, and do formations and all that—that's why I'm not a band geek. Is I don't have that sort of internal rhythm. The I I've always, whenever I played an instrument, just kind of memorized music and then just kind of played it. But like, my, I was always off. So uh, not my forte.
2: Yeah. All right. We still got a little bit to talk about um, that we'll save for our spoiler cast after the credits um, where we'll talk about mostly the latter half of of this film. But um, before we get there, you know, for our listeners who have maybe have not watched the film yet. Um, what's the final verdict? Is Chen Ken Dunk good pop?
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. I think, you know the movies about this age range, like for this age range get, get like poo pooed a lot. Um, But I do think like everyone deserves like good nuanced content that tells diverse stories, you know, and I think it's really cool that essentially a very unknown cast got an opportunity to make, you know, this widely distributed um, Disney movie And I'm really really happy for Jing who I, who I do know in person You know in real life and he's so talented And as a director And a writer uh, just so Thoughtful and I'm glad that you know That was carried over and, and it's not Easy to like make I don't think it's easy To like make a Movie that feels like you in like the Machine that is mm-hmm. Disney and it does Seem to be a movie That feels like Jing um, While also you know bringing a lot of energy And a lot because I've seen some of his more like you know Serious works some of his Like you know like very indie those Short films and like it's fun to see Like a young adult Or like you know a younger audience Movie with like All the bells and whistles and the edits And the you know internet culture And the memes um, put in And with all this like energetic music uh, So yes definitely Check it out it's streaming for free If you have Disney already <laughs> Uh
1: yes, absolutely. I I am still always going to be down to watch a Disney film, Disney Plus film. Uh Spin was very cute. But I do have to say, probably the last few just haven't really been doing it for me. I'll check them out still. Um, they're a good way to pass the time. This one I feel is different. It does feel like It has a voice. It has a personality. I think I would have loved this as a kid. It would have probably meant a lot to me. And I probably would have watched it several times uh, because it does actually get you. It got me emotionally. Um, And the acting, as we have raved several times, Bloom Lee, he really sold it. And I am so excited to see what else he does. But in the meantime, I'll probably just watch this again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's pretty good pop. Um, like I mentioned, an Asian American family drama lives or dies on that like confrontation scene with their parents, and they had the scene that they had in this film. You know, you know, you feel it when you start to like relate to the character. You start to like bring up your own past traumas of arguing with your parents and blowing in up in the at car,
0: them, right? <laughs> in the car. Oh my god. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I got some little twitch. Got a little twitchy there. <laughs>
2: um and you know as a sports film lots of great basketball stunts Bloomley was really good i agree that ben wang as like the best friend does a lot with the limited amount of screen time that he gets and Mm -hmm. like i did not realize that he was gonna be like like you mentioned the lead for american born chinese and now i'm like even more hyped about like seeing him again in a lead role this time
1: yeah yeah he's a fun um best friend here he's very charismatic um and he gets to be the lead. So um, it, I don't know what else to say about that. Just, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. All
2: right. Um, well, like we mentioned, Chen Ken streaming now on Disney+. Plus. Um, like I mentioned, stick around afterwards if you want to listen to our spoiler cast. Um, but before we go, um, Jess Han, if people want to find out more of your thoughts, where can they go?
0: If you can find me on Twitter right now, I'm just shoot tweets. And
1: I'm at Hanonymous.
2: You can find me at Marvin. You can find our show, Good Pop Club. We are a proud member, as always, of the Potluck Podcast Collective. Check out our fellow Asian-American hosted podcasts by going to the website podcastpotluck.com. Um, we'll see you all next time. Bye,
1: everybody.
0: Bye. Bye.
1: Podcast Asians in Baseball alongside Naomi Ko and Scott Okamoto. Asians in Baseball is exactly what it sounds like. A podcast about the Asian and Asian Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander Americans in Major
0: League Baseball. Every week we break down the highlights of what's going on with Asians in baseball and then take a deeper dive into the Asian and Asian Americans past and present who have shaped baseball as it is today. Whether you're Kim Eng's number one fan or you've never even heard of Hideo Nomo, we've got something for everyone especially for the Shohei Otani stands, Maybe too much for the Shohei Otani stands. Listen to Asians in Baseball wherever you get podcasts.
1: Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.
2: Welcome to the Chang'e Dunk Spoiler Cast, where we'll be, I guess, talking about all plot points of Chang'e Dunk. For those of you who've already seen the film and aren't worried about getting the plot points spoiled. I mean, overall, I feel like it's a pretty... Boilerplate coming of age sports story slash Asian American family drama. The beats are very familiar. If you've watched films like this before, you kind of know what the general story is. Um, but they do do some interesting things with the formula. Um, yeah. And you you wanted to talk about the montages, right?
1: Well, there's two. Well, I'll talk about the montage in a bit, but like the main spoiler is you know, you're watching along and then all of a sudden you're like pausing it and you're like, wait. They're already getting to the big dunk contest and mm-hmm. they're only halfway mm-hmm. through the film. So in your mind, you're like, what's going to happen? Is is he going to fail? That's like the first thing in my mind, because it's like, how is there another half of the film still left? Mm-hmm. Um, so what we find out, of course, is that he cheats or or maybe you don't realize he cheats, but. You kind of can put it together. So he cheats them. So you're just like, oh, no, what's coming after? So I actually had to pause and then not watch until the next day because I was like, this is stressing me out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I agree.
2: Like, you come in expecting a sports film, underdog sports film, where he is, like, building up to, like, his moment of triumph. And then you realize, oh, no, this is, like, a high school drama about a liar.
1: Yeah. Which, like, blew me away. (laughs) And I think that's one of the reasons why I was like, oh, I can see why this made Blacklist because this is a kid's film, but you're talking about cheating and not just cheating like on a test or something like that. This is like big in front of the whole school cheating. <laughs> so I was kind of impressed with this twist that uh, I did not expect. And also for him to then, you know, like take in all the accolades after cheating, you're just you're cringing the whole time. You're like, oh, don't turn into this bad person. But also, like, you you feel that tension that throughout the whole period when you know, of course, they test him again, like on a TV show on um, on dunking. And you're like, oh no, or he's he's not gonna be able to do it. Um, it, it was it was pretty impressive, but yeah, it gave me such anxiety. I had to stop. I was like so <laughs> upset. I just couldn't deal with those emotions. Um. The next day, of course, when I finished the movie, I I was glad. I I felt like they got over the hump pretty well because he basically just admitted to it. Like, you know, he got caught. Um, People put it together. He was humiliated. So that was not pleasant. But I felt like it was worthy of what he had done. And then he admitted to it and he like really took it on. And that was the part where I was like, I like this character a lot Um, that he could own up to it so very well and it it felt honest it's
0: almost like the coming of age but like you know this is the shitty part about maturing too right it's stuff like accountability and like apologizing and forgiveness and working through all that yeah Yeah, i mean
2: the the coming of age story that involves like um fake accolades also a pretty like tried and true coming of age like
0: more but usually thinking, right? it's like through like, you know, um, like I, for better, for it's for like accidental or fake serendipitous. Dating or something like um, that. But this yeah. is like, again, and this is why I think Jing is such a strong writer is that he makes his character and, um, you know, he makes Chang played by Bloom Lee, like may very actively make all these choices. Like from that from the very first scenes. So, you know, he sets it up, it doesn't come out of nowhere. And then, you know, we get to see the consequences of that and what what that what happens. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Something that I really um that really caught my eye in the first party scene when um when Chang you no know, makes the bet with Matt that he could dunk was like all these, all the kids around them were filming and posting on TikTok, and I was like, if this was for reals, if they actually posted this film on TikTok, Matt would be getting canceled left and right, right? Because that was some like pretty severe bullying he was doing in public.
1: Yeah, he was very unkind. Um, just the the types of lang the language and this tone tone. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, people would be like, uh, that's not cool. Um, and I think it was you know I think it was his friends who recorded it, but yeah, they still had. Video evidence, and that that was something that it, later on in the film, when like Chang gets pulled in to yeah, be yelled just at, showed
2: them the video. Yeah, and like say, this is what I'm doing with y'all.
1: Right, it's like, hey, you're you're talking about how I treated your son. What about how your son treated me? Like that was the thing. I was just like, unfair. <laughs> I want to be like, show <laughs> Injustice! your mom Yes, yes. Show your mom this, uh, or at least but show so them. Do they do they ever explicitly state where
0: or like what? City this takes place in I was
1: very confused Because <laughs> it's, it's snowing I think it's
2: east so, coast Because they were able To drive to New York
0: Oh okay uh, That oh. makes sense
2: So I think it was Actually filmed in Connecticut So I'm gonna say mm, Connecticut
0: Yeah There are weird I, moments I, I, Where I was like Is this Houston? And then I was like No <laughs> I, was,
1: I was so lost
0: um, I'm also like Obviously Not from SoCal Because If Your your Basketball team Would be like All Asian If you were in SoCal In certain
1: areas so I do want to get to the part where, because of the big build up to the cheating and like me being like cringing over him being this this heel turn where he's like taking all the accolades. He's I kind have a to dick s-
2: during that that, seat, yeah. that act, right? Like he, so he did the whole he, like yeah. Tobey Maguire, like Peter Parker with the black suit, yeah. like evil.
1: Yeah, arc. he needed he needed that because also I felt like that made it so true when he was humiliated that made me feel for him more like yeah you did that but you deserved it and so when he was contrite I was like okay like you're actually feeling this so what I really liked was this the second training montage actually got me like I was actually getting (laughs) for <laughs> I was also very tired because of uh, because of uh, daylight saving. But at the same time, I was like, "Is this the best music ever? Like, I want to just watch him running the whole time." <laughs> it was so good and satisfying to me that I almost probably could have just watched the whole movie of that. Um, but it it I it felt earned to me. Um, you, you kind of just knew he was going out for the bas- basketball team, but also you didn't know if there was other stuff going on there. And it, it didn't really matter. I just it, was just, it was just really fun to see, even though I don't know basketball as well as maybe the next person, you can definitely tell that Bloomley held back on whatever skills he had at, during the first half of the film <laughs> and then definitely cranked it up for this half of the film. So like he, he's sharper, he's faster, you know, um, all that stuff. So it was super satisfying when you talk about training and sports montages this is really what I wanted
2: I mean yeah once you once you, once you strip away the ego and all this left is love the game and pure <laughs> love of sport uh, you know you, you
0: get
1: a I pure I, I, think,
0: I think I like I think I jotted down the real dunking is the friends we had all along <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's believing in yourself uh huh so. Do you think if I believe in myself hard enough, I in my f- me, I in my five five <laughs> glory with no vertical could dunk? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I believe, Marvin. In you why guess. aren't you looking at me? Why won't you meet me the eye? I, I will I believe. I, I, I
2: believe in you. I believe yeah. in you. I trust I belie- in the heart of the dunk.
1: I believe you in your doing. Uh, what was it?
0: I, believe, I believe you'll try your best, yes. My unearned <laughs> confidence. See, my thing would be, like, I would have to cheat, but, like, it would be so low. There'd be, like, oh well, obviously, <laughs> you've done something. <laughs> Something's wrong. Like, no, 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 that's regulation. That's
1: fine. I, I would maybe be smarter about my initial bet, I would be like, I can increase my vertical by this much or percentage, but not actually saying. That's not a sexy.
0: That's not sexy to say on TikTok, huh? That's why I'm not making a Disney movie about me dunking, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm not gonna dunk, but I am gonna increase my vertical by seventy three percent. Yes. yes. <laughs> then you'll see. All
2: right. Um, Before we go, I want to ask them um, how. What did you all think about the Rudy ending?
0: Oh. <laughs> I've never seen Rudy, oh. um, but I mean, it's fine. Because I, I think, I mean, the whole point is like, it's not about dunking, right? It's about <laughs> everything else. So the fact that like we don't actually get to see it, I'm fine with that. I, I'm going to assume that he just made it.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's something that it's not exactly a Rudy ending because in Rudy, he actually scores the touchdown at the end. But the fact that it's about him getting off the bench and they them doing the chant. Yeah. Put in Chang. Sorry, I was like, this is a Rudy. They're doing a Rudy. Yeah, right it's,
1: well, I mean, the, yeah, the, the ending where basically he becomes part of the team and therefore Matt is his teammate. And so Matt is now cheering him on also. And it's like, you can get, you, you got this. Um, it's It is part of the very good message of this film. <laughs> because I think part of the reason why he doesn't go out for the basketball team is he doesn't think he can. Like, really, like it, it was because, uh, as any normal person will tell you, marching band is enough. <laughs> but but hey, in this film, marching band it,
2: gave me P.E. credit in high school. So I didn't have to take it. It did. Grade. It yeah. also
1: gave me
0: P.E. credit. <laughs> well, it's yeah,
1: very hard. It is. It is. I would not be able to do it. Um, I would literally pass out. So uh, especially in Texas heat. But Oh,
0: Texas heat's different, that's fair Oh
1: yeah, yeah, it, it was like During the summers, they, they because they Start doing the training during summer And I'm yeah, just like, yeah, band band camp. not gonna
0: do that Yeah, I legitimately, okay, so One time at band camp <laughs> <laughs> No, but legitimately like band camp I had the worst, I wasn't I wasn't very smart, so I would wear Like whatever I had on hand Ooh. And then I would get these weird tan lines so oh. I had like really terrible Tan lines from like like a spaghetti strap top, a sports bra strap top, uh like a t shirt top, like like different like crew neck like width, you know, like a wider one versus like a more close up to the neck. I had the fucking weirdest tan lines for like two years while I was in band. Um, and then I was like I was like, why won't you just let me march naked? You can't march in a tube top. Um, yeah, would yeah. like to do that. Yeah, I had
2: a pretty gnarly farmer's tan from band camp.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then you get the really nasty sock tan because you're wearing like shorts and like <laughs> You know, um, sneakers. Oh yeah, I've definitely <sighs> had the soft So the sock. terrible.
1: Um, but I'm trying to think about the ending. Is there anything else I want to say about it? But
2: yeah, it was she nice went. to see the mom at the game. That's the that's the that's the unrealistic part. Asian parents don't go to your sports games. At oh, least not maybe in she
0: learned. School. She learned. My
1: my parents never went because I told them it would make me nervous. But <laughs> I think it was. I think that that started out when it came to spelling bee. Cause I definitely told him, I was like, don't watch me. Um, but actually when it came to soccer, I, I would have been open to them attending. And the sad thing is the one time my friend, uh, attended, I didn't get off the bench. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. 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 Where it's just weird because that must've been pretty early on because I remember later on when I was like senior, junior, senior, um, I was always playing. So, um, Like I guess I got better or whatever, but um, yeah, yeah. It was. We also were one of the losingest teams because all the good people went to basketball and football. Um, We didn't have enough people, so I was immediately on the varsity team. (laughs) So there was no JV. Uh, So I got my Letterman jacket in my sophomore year, which was good.
2: Get to put that on your college college application. Win win. (laughs) Exactly varsity soccer.
1: Yes, varsity soccer. <laughs> uh, All
2: right. Well, I guess with that, that'll do it for our spoiler cast for Chain Can Dunk. Thanks to everyone who stuck around to listen to us chat about montages and Rudy endings. Uh, <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.